Look at that. The zoom is working. Okay, so the last thing we did was we're up to the last line of Daf Beis Amadeus. The Gemara is asking, why is it? Today's Daf is not really related to the 15 cases. It's regular Gemara. That we had 15 cases of women that not only do you not do Yibam with them, you don't do Yibam with any of their co-wives as well. So the Gemara wanted to know, why did we start? Why is the first case Bita? Why is the first case your daughter? It could be any other case. So the Gemara says like this. So the Gemara ends off, Bitai, because there's no source in the Torah for it, it's learned out from a medrash, therefore Chazal liked it. And therefore they went like it was their medrash, so they went with it first. Now what this means on a Pashtus level, and this is how I ended yesterday, on a simple level what it means is there's no source that Bitai, you don't do Yibum when she's a co-wife, when there's a co-wife on the Bitai, there's no source for that in the Torah, that's from a medrash. You don't have to know it. It's not relevant. Bita, there's no case. Two brothers, one marries his niece and then he dies and then she falls to even to her father. But you don't have to know it. It's just Bita, it's just because of Bita. It's not relevant. The cases are no longer, uh, no longer relevant. So the point is, there's no source in the Torah for that, that Nakuda, that you don't do Yibam with a Bita or the co-wife. There's no source in the Torah. It doesn't say in the Torah, Al Tasa Yibam in Bita. It's learned that from a Medrash. So therefore, because it's learned that from a Medrash, it's Chavivale. Now here's the problem. The Gemara says, now the new Gemara, top of Gimel Amid Aleph, Kulanami Midrasha Asu. The problem is, there's no source for any of this. <laughs> What's the source that you don't do Yibum, right? Every Yibum is your sister-in-law. What's the source that you don't do Yibum when they're also a daughter, a daughter-in-law, mother-in-law? You know, it's, it's learned out from Achois Isha. We're going to see in today's daf, it's learned out from your sister-in-law, that, that, from your wife's sister. The Pasuk specifically says, by your wife's sister, don't do yibum. The word aleha is added to tell you you don't do yibum. Meaning, so the source of all of this is from achais ishtai. So the question is, you're telling me bitai is first because it's learned out from a medrash. They're all learned out from a medrash, except for achais ishtai. Achais ishtai, which is that you don't marry, uh, right? If, if two brothers marry two sisters, one of them dies, so you're, you're asked to do yibum on your, your, your sister-in-law, and that's also your wife's sister, you don't do it. That's from a pasuk. Right. Everything else is learned out from that. Right. So you're telling me Bitoy is listed first because it's learned out from a medrash, there's no source for it. There's no source for any of it. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a reason to do Bitoy first. So the Gemara says, no, 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 you misunderstood us. I'll tell you outside, then we'll see it inside. And that is, when we, when we said that, we, that there's no source for Bitoy, it doesn't mean for Yibam. In general, there is no source in the Torah that you can't live with your daughter when, she's not met, when it's not out of the marriage. Meaning, when the Torah asks the daughter... That's when a husband and wife have a daughter through marriage. You're not allowed to live with the daughter. That's from the Pasuk. How do I know that you're not allowed to live with your daughter? It's not, forget about Yibum, just in general. The Isser of Erva by Bitai, when she's not from marriage. A guy and a girl, a guy and a girl, a single, they have a child together. He can't live with that, that daughter. That's his daughter, but it's not out of marriage. There's no source for that in the Torah. That's linked out from the Medrash. That's, there's no source, meaning there's no clear Pasuk. It's learned out from a medrash. So because bitai, the iser of bitai is learned out from a medrash, it's listed first. Not bitai regarding yibam. In the spichlal, the source that there's an iser arayis by bitai, when it's not through marriage, is not listed in the pasuk. Well, it's learned out because the pasuk says, the pasuk is referring to a husband and wife having a daughter. How do you know that it's iser if you're ma'anis a woman and she has a daughter, that you can't live with that woman? With that daughter. And how do you know that you can't live with a daughter when you had an out of single? Being single, that's learned out from a medrash. That's learned out from a drasha.
Okay, I'm not, you can't make cheshbon. When it comes to Arayas, it's not like you could say, well, it's rational. It's, it's, it, you have to have a makar. There's no makar in the Torah. It's learned out from the Yogim Omidah. Shatari Nejeshavim, Zerishavas. So the point is, because the Isser of Bitoi in Arayas is not clearly listed, it's learned out from a Jerusha, therefore it's listed first. That's the Gemara says. The Gemara says, Nehidl inin yibamaisen midrasha ikar isur ba'dayuksiv. Bita ikar isur midrasha. When it comes to bita, the reason why we want to list it first is because it's the ikar isur is learned out from a medrash. Not that yibam. They're all learned out from the sister, the, the wife's sister. The isur of bita is learned out from midrasha. It's talking about a daughter out of marriage. How do I know that a daughter even outside of marriage is also asur? That's learned out from a medrash. And it's learned that from Aisa Heina Heina, Aisa Zima Zima. It's learned that from Heina Heina, it says Heina by, the, by marriage, it says Heina not marriage, it says Zima by marriage, it's not, so it's connected. The point is, it's a drasha. So because Bita, the Isser of Arayas by Bita, is learned out from a Pasuk, from a drasha, therefore it's listed first. Okay. How do all the relationships that are 15, but they're also done in a way that wasn't? Well, some of them, some of them only apply, but the, the, the Gemara goes through the Gemara and Sanhedrin talks about it. It's learned out from drushes and co- in comparison to Bita. So that's the point. So because it's it's learned out from Bita, Bita is a drusha, Therefore, it's not uh, it's it's uh, it's listed first in the Mishnah. Okay. Now the Gemara says, wait a minute. Listen, Okay. So if you're telling me that everything that's learned out from a drusha is like Choshev, what's the only source? That you don't do yibum on these fifteen women. Where is it all learned out from? It's learned out from your wife's sister, Achos Ishto. That's the source for all of it, which means that's the only one that actually has a source. So shouldn't that be last? Meaning, if you're telling me that everything that's learned out from a drasha is like exciting and new and novel, and anything that has a pasuk is not so exciting, then Achos Ishto, which is the only one of this mishnah that has a pasuk regarding yibum, that should be last, right? So it's the least exciting because it has a pasuk. So the Gemara says, "Listen, laachos ishalibso." So the answer is, you're right. It should be last. But Idi da Iri be isarachvasa tanachos ishto. The answer is, um, there was a whole. If you remember the Mishnah, the Mishnah had sort of different sections. I put away the Arzkom Mishnayis. They actually did it nicely. It starts off with daughter, granddaughter, granddaughter, granddaughter through daughter, granddaughter through son. So that's that's three. That's your daughter. Then your wife's daughter, wife's granddaughter, wife's granddaughter. So it's like different like categories. Then it was. Your 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 mom's sister, your your wife's sister. So there was a sister section. So the reason why we put your wife's sister in middle of the Mishnah, even though it's the least exciting, is because it's in the sister section. So okay, so you have to remember Mishnayas were done balpeh, they were done by heart. So you want it to be as easy to remember. So they put that in the sister section. So the Gemara says, but wait a minute. Um so put the whole sister section at the end. Okay, so put the sister section at the end. Right? Why is the last case in the mission, I think, is daughter-in-law? Well, why? Put the whole sister section at the end, being the last case, being your wife's sister, which has a pasuk. It's the least exciting. It's the least chiddush, because that has a clear pasuk. So put that whole section back. So basically, in other words, why is the order the way it is? We thought at first it's based on novelty of Jerusha, but it doesn't really work. So the Gemara says, you know what? Forget about it. It's very simple. Tana kurvi kurvi naka. The answer is the pasuk, the Mishnah is going by closeness of relation. Meaning, the, the, the Mishnah, the order of the Mishnah has nothing to do with novelty and it has nothing to do with drushes and severity of punishment. It's very simple. There are 15 arayas. It's picking, the, it starts off with the closest to you. The closest relation to a father, to the man, is his daughter. That's the closest. So it's going to go daughter. 
and then we'll see it'll just it it, it evolves from there it's just very simple so the Gemara says Korbi Korbi Naga and the Mishnah starts off with the who's closer to a, a man his daughter or his step stepmother's sister okay daughter okay so daughter first I mean, it goes by closeness of Arias to you the closeness not severity just closeness Korbi Korbi Naga Tanabita it starts with daughter and then Basbitoy, Basbinoy, then your granddaughters. That's all through blood. This is all blood relative. Then once it man- mentioned your daughter and the granddaurters through blood, through you, then just to keep a continuity, it mentioned, if it mentioned your daughter and your granddaughter, so it also mentions your wife's daughter and your wife's granddaughter, just for symmetry, right? Three daughters going down for you, three daughters going down from your wife. Both granddaughters, just once through you, once through marriage. Okay. Then once we already covered the three daughters going down, then just for symmetry, right? Think of it like a maze, right? You taught three daughters going down, daughter, granddaughter, right? Then you go three daughters going up. So then you mention your mother-in-law, your grandmother, your wife's mother-in-law, and your grandmother-in-law. See, it's three daughters going up, right? So three cases going down, then three cases going up. They're just for symmetry purposes. Okay, then Vitana Achosa, then we go to the other closest blood relative is your sister, Achos Imo, and then your mom's sister, because that's all blood, the Karvatsmo. And then once we mention sisters, we'll mention your wife's sister, which is not related to you by blood, but it's in the sister section. Now the only one that doesn't really work out, the only one that should be closer, if you go in the order of blood, then Okay, so there's two that are not related to you, really. Um, one is your daughter-in-law. Daughter-in-law is not blood. It's through marriage, but it's still something. And then you had your sister-in-law, which every Yibam is your sister-in-law, but we said, if you remember, the case was your sister-in-law, but the brother wasn't alive at the first Yibam. Remember, there was Reuben and Shimon, and then Shimon died, and then Levi was born. So that's like, like it's a standalone case. That's just a classic Yibam, but just due to a loophole. Because he wasn't alive at the first time, it doesn't work. So why is daughter-in-law? So really, daughter-in-law should go first, right? If you actually think about it, right? Daughter-in-law is closer to you than that last case. That last case is pretty. It's like a it's like a loophole case. So really, it should be daughter-in-law then that, as opposed to that and then daughter-in-law. So the Gemara just wants to say, why is daughter-in-law last? The Gemara says, The truth is, daughter-in-law should go first because daughter-in-law is closer to you than. This case, this case is just a loophole case. It's 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 a standalone case. It has nothing to do. It's it's the classic Yivum case, just because he wasn't alive at the time. It, it's a loophole case. So that really should be last because it's its own category. Why is daughter-in-law after that? You understand what I'm saying? I and mean, if you're gonna go in like blood order, this is the only one that really stands out. Like if you had 18 cases, 15 cases, and you said which of these do not belong, it's this one. Because it's not an Arias, it's the standard sister-in-law that every Yibam is. It's just due to a loophole that he wasn't alive at the time. He was born after death. He doesn't do Yibam. It's, it's a loophole case. How could your daughter-in-law be your sister-in-law? No, no, no. No, no, no. Just a daughter-in-law. Meaning, how could the daughter-in-law be... Oh, we said the case was where you had two brother, three brothers. One of them... Uh, no, you have Reuben and Shimon. Shimon has a son named Levi. Yeah. Levi marries a girl. Then Levi dies. Then your daughter-in-law, who's now a widow, marries your brother. Oh, okay. yeah. So the point is, that, that's a closer relation to you than that loophole case. So the Gemara says, the reason why the loophole came, came first, because we were talking about re- relatives um, on the level of sisters and brothers. Right? We had the brother-sister section. 
So it made more sense to put the uh, Yibum case, the loophole case, which is that it's a standard Yibum, which is it's a sister-in-law, but you were born after, the guy was born after, it's a loophole, but at least it's a sister-in-law. So we put it in the, in the sibling section of the Mishnah, right? There's like the kids section, there's the, uh, there's the below you section, which is kids, grandkids, you know, and then you have the above you section, which is mother-in-law, grandmother-in-law. Then there's the sibling section, it's making like a cross, but it's not a cross, so think of it in a different uh, arch. And then, and then you have this daughter-in-law, which is a standalone case. So we put the we put the loophole case with the sibling section because it's it's technically a sister-in-law. So, okay, fine. Then Tanaka uh, Tanaka Okay, fine, good. That was it. Now the Gemara wants to know like this. The Gemara, for until the end of this Ahmed, is going to be dealing with the Lushan. It says, Chamesh Esri Nashim, there are 15 women, Poitrist Tsare Sehim, Minachalitza or Minayibum. They're Potter from Chalitza and Yibum. There's a couple problems the Gemara is going to point to. First of all, not first of all, the, the order is, don't worry about my order, I'm just going to mention some of the problems that you could analyze just by seeing the Mishnah. It says, Chalitza and then Yibum. Shouldn't it be Yibum and then Chalitza? Yibum is always preferable. Okay, we don't do Yibum anymore, but in the times of the Gemara. <laughs> We definitely don't do Yibam anymore, Laufer. But we, <laughs> the point is, we, we don't do Yibam anymore. And, and, and in the times of the Gemara, Yibam was pre- preferable. Chalitza was always like Bidi Evan. Like, if you didn't do Yibam, okay, like you're, you're like a Lo Yitzlach, okay, still do Chalitza. So it should be Yibam and Chalitza. And also, just the Lashon of Potter. Let me ask you a question. Okay, a guy wants to do Yibam with his daughter, right? Potter, Potter. Is it Potter? Or is it Osir, right? <laughs> or, all these, or the co-wife of his daughter, right? His daughter and his daughter and his co-wife. It's a sister-in-law. Now, all these women are sister-in-laws. And as I mentioned yesterday, if there's no mitzvah of Yibam, it's not optional. It's not like, hey, there's no mitzvah, if you want to marry. No, no, no. Very Osir. These are all Osir relationships that are allowed for the mitzvah of Yibam. So why would you pick the Lushan of Potter? It should be Osir. Yeah, but it's Potter because it's Osir. Because it's yeah, but I'm saying, if you were to say, Hamesh Esri Noshim, Osir lachla, osir liabim. And it should be like a lushan of osir because it's not like potter. Potter implies like, you don't have to. It's not you don't have to. Well, there's two things happening. There's the marriage, which is osir. And then okay, so the Gemara is going to touch on this. So let's see the Gemara. The Gemara says like this. The Gemara says, My eerie the tiny poitras, listen to the oysters. Why do you say potter should be osir? Because you're not allowed to marry these women. So the Gemara says, Itana oysters, hava mina osir liabim, aval michlats cholitz, kamash molan. If it would have said Osir, I would say, well, what, what's it Osir to do? Yibam. Yibam is living with them. Yeah, you can't do that. What's Chalitza? Chalitza is taking off the shoe. So I would say, if it just said Osir, I would say, it's Osir to do Yibam. But you could definitely do Chalitza if you want. So therefore it says Potter. No, 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 nothing. Potter means nothing. There's no, don't do anything. No Yibam and no Chalitza. If it said Osir, I would imply it's only Osir to do Yibam. But you could definitely do Chalitza if you want. So the Gemara says, okay, good point. Right? We don't want you to do anything. As we're going to see in a moment, we don't want you to do Chalitza either. Because if people do chalitza at some point, people are going to start doing yibum. Like, we want that people to realize these women are out of the parsha of yibum and chalitza. So if it said aser, you would say it's aser do yibum, but you definitely could do chalitza, maybe you should do chalitza. Kamash no, we don't want you to do anything. So the says, okay, fine, fair enough. Then just write aser lachlots, aser to do chalitza. Right? So the Gemara says... So say it's Asr do Chalitza. If you want people to realize that it's Asr and we don't want you to touch, like, go near these women in any way, just do Asr Lachlos. The answer is, my kavit. The answer is, how, how could she say it's Asr to do Chalitza? Like, what's the Isr? Like, what's the Isr to do Chalitza? She's taking off her shoe. Why can't I do that? Like, you have to be accurate, right? It's like, is it Asr to do Chalitza, really? 
maybe it's not necessary, but is it usher? Like, what's the iser? Like, show me in the Torah where it says you can't take off a woman's shoe. Like, what's the... And say psukim, and spit on the floor. Well, you don't spit in the shoe. I don't know where they came from. You spit on the floor. But like, where's that? Where's the iser? So you can't say also lachlitz because it's not accurate. It's just not accurate. Api alacha. So the Gemara says, wait a minute. Why can't it be Asr Lachlotz? Why? Maybe there is an Isr Durabana to do Chalitza in this case. Why? Because if people start doing Chalitza, you know what they're going to do at some point? Yibum. So maybe there actually is a rabbinic prohibition. Meaning, Stam, a guy's daughter falls to him. Forget about co wives. A daughter. I'm sure daughter, yeah? There's no, there's no Yibum. Of course not. It's your daughter. Let's say he wants to do Chalitza. I don't know. Whatever. I don't know. He's bored and he wants to do Chalitza. Take off her shoe. So the Gemara says, what's the Isser? There's no Isser. The Gemara says, of course there's an Isser. The rabbis made it Usser because if people hear, oh, they did Chalitza? Oh, okay. I guess they could have done Yibam if they wanted to. I guess he just didn't want to. And now people think there's Yibam by a daughter. So maybe there is an Isser der Abonim, but to do Chalitza. So why are you assuming there's no Isser? Maybe there is an Isser der Abonim. So the Gemara says, so back to the original question, why can't you say Usser Lachlots? So the Gemara answers... Um, the answer is like this. Let's say there was no Yibam. Let's say there's no Yibam. Forget about, let's say they're not brothers. You have a guy named Reuben. He has a daughter. His daughter is married to John. Not related to him at all. No Yibam. Forget about the Yibam. His, da- his daughter is married to a guy named John. And his daughter has a co-wife. John had two wives. He had his daughter and Leah. And then John dies. No Yibam. There's no Yibam case. It's just Stam. And the guy's like, you know, I've seen Leah a lot. Can I marry Leah? Can he marry his daughter's co-wife when there's no Yibam? Like, they're, they're not related at all. Yeah, right? There's no problem in that case. Right? The only reason why I'm here it's a problem is because it's his sister-in-law. Stam, you have a guy who had a daughter who married John. And John had another wife named Leah. And then John died. And no, no relation to you at all. And you're, you're, the guy's single, and his daughter is now single, but his daughter, whatever, she does her thing. And he realized, you know, Leah, my daughter's co-wife, she was, she was a nice lady. Maybe I should, I should get married. Could you marry her? Yeah, there's no way, sir. They're not related at all. It's not your sister-in-law. Right? The co-wife is only a problem when your sister-in-law is, when it's a yibum. There's no yibum over there. That's allowed. So the Gemara says, huh? There's no brothers. No, there's, John's not related to you. John's just a dude. Who married Leah? I'm saying, like, there's no relation for you to John, so you could marry Leah. I, she was your daughter's co-wife, not in relation to Ibum. She was just happened wow. to be married to John, and so was your daughter. There's no relation. You could marry that woman. So so that, John's your brother. Correct, but John's not your brother, so right. therefore it's not your sister. That's completely fine. It, it, it's it's we wouldn't even think of it's a Shiloh. Says the Gemara, if it said Usser, you would think it's Usser always. Oh. Meaning, if it said a lotion of Usser you would think that Chazal did not allow you to marry your daughter's co-wife, even in the case of John. Meaning, forget about Yibam. Maybe Chazal, if it said Osir, people would think there's like a special Isser on your daughter's co-wife. But that's not true. The Isser is not, there's no new Isser here. It's Osir because it's your sister-in-law and there's no Yibam. But if it said Osir, you would think it's Osir in all situations. Meaning, even in a case of non-Yibam, even the John case, that's what Gemara says, the Gemara says, It's only a problem to marry your daughter's co-wife when there's a mitzvah, like Yibam. But if there's no mitzvah in the case of John, you're not related to the guy, it's completely permissible. So, If it would have said Asr, you would think that there's an Isser in all situations. 
So therefore it says potter. No, 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 meaning there's no mitzvah here. And then once there's no mitzvah, it's your sister-in-law. You understand? So therefore, if they would have said also, you would think that there's an issue in all situations to marry your daughter's co-wife, which is not true. It's only in this scenario. Okay. I'm saying, because over here, you have no relation to Leah. She, she's your daughter's co-wife. Like, you have no relation to this woman at all. It's just the problem is, in this Mishnah, they're falling to you to Yiba, meaning they were your sister-in-law at some point. That's the problem. But if they were, if you were not related to the husband, if it was John, a guy, you could marry her. Why not? You're not related to her at all. She at some point was married to the same man as your daughter. So, whatever, it doesn't matter. Therefore, if it said usher, you would think that there's like an usher in all situations. Okay, so that explains <coughs> potter. Now we still have our one question, which is, why does it say minachalitza minayibam? Shouldn't it be minayibam minachalitza? Or just minachalitza? Or just minayibam? It's like minachalitza minayibam? The order is strange. The Gemara says, kamash mulan. I'm sorry. Uh, why does it say chalitza and then yibam? Just say yibam. Just say your potter from yibam. Well, the Gemara says, because you can't do that, because that's an obvious answer, which is that if it would have said that you're potter from yibam, I would say you're potter from yibam, but you have to do chalitza. Therefore, it has to tell you both. No, yibam and chalitza are in the same boat, which means if, you, if you're going to do yibam, you do chalitza, if not, not. And if you're exempt for both, you're exempt for one, you're exempt for the other. Fine. So the Gemara says, fine. So then, okay, that's why you have to say both. But why is the order? The Gemara says, Velisni mina yibam mina chalitza. Then, then at least reverse the order, put yibam first. Again, in the times of the Gemara, what was preferable? Yibam. Yibam was always, even the Lushan, if you actually look at like the, what they say when you do chalitza, the woman spits because she's unhappy that this man is not choosing to continue her husband's legacy. It's 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 bidiyeved. That's the whole point of it. So why would you say chalitza first? You should say patamina first, or just mina chalitza. The answer is abashalhi. The answer is this follows the view of abashal. Abashal disagreed. He felt that mitzvah chalitza is better. Now why? I the pasa clearly does not say that. So we're going to see this. There's a lot of stuff today. Are references to later in the mesechta. We're just going to wait for it. But abashal shita is that he felt. Yibam is only allowed and a mitzvah if you have the right intention. It's still your sister-in-law. So we just look at it as, like, let's say a guy likes her. Forget about the mitzvah. He, he always thought she was attractive. He always wanted to marry her. Now he gets the opportunity. Well, is it a mitzvah? So I would say, yeah, because I don't care what your intention is. The Torah says marry your sister-in-law. Abishal said, no, it's only allowed if you have the proper intention, which is that I'm doing this shame. I want my brother's name to be continued. But if there's other intentions involved, then it's it's actually a problem. And because of that, Abishol therefore said, Chalitza. Let's just do Chalitza. Which, by the way, is the evolution of our, our halacha. That's the, one of the reasons why we do Chalitza nowadays, is because we don't want to start getting involved in the intention game and all that stuff. But that's Abishol Shita. So because Abishol holds Chalitza is preferable, therefore the Mishnah puts Chalitza first. Okay. The Gemara continues. Now, the Mishnah listed 15 women. Now, the Mishnah assumes that we're smart. It doesn't have to actually say the number. It could just list them. Why did the Mishnah have to say chamesh esri nashim? 15. You don't have to say 15. Just list them, and I'll, I'll know it's 15. And also, the Mishnah then ends off at the end, kol elu, all these potter. The elu is also extra. So you have the two extra words in the beginning. You have the beginning and the end. You have the chamesh esri, which is extra, and then kol elu nashim. I know that. It, 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 those... Kol, kol, uh, kol Elu is an added 
It should just be poitrous. You could just say they potter and there's no yibum. So why do you have to say kol elu? So we have extra words in the beginning and extra words at the end. So why, what are they doing? So the Gemara says like this. What is the extra words in the beginning of the Mishnah teaching you? What are the extra words in the end of the Mishnah teaching you? So they go to the next page. So the Gemara says, The two added cases in the Mishnah are excluding Rav and Ravasi. What's Rav and Ravasi? So look at the top Rashi. Rashi says, what's Rav Shita? Again, we'll, we're going to reference these things and we'll deal with them. Yud Aleph, Yud Beis, Yud Gimel is where all these shitas are like really developed. But we're just going to reference them. Rav Shita is Tsaras Saita Asura. Right? Our Mishnah listed 15 women that not only do you not do even to them, you don't do even to the co-wives. Rav added a case. It's not in the Mishnah. But he had his own case. And that is, right? We know there's a Sota, right? A Sota is if one of the women secluded with another man. Now, um, the halacha is that if, let's say the woman falls to you, that's a sota. You don't do yibam on a sota because her whole marriage, right? The whole point of yibam is to continue the brother's legacy. This relationship, we don't want to continue, right? So if, let's say, for, there's only one wife and she's a sota, she's in the process, like she's secluded and they were going to take her to the base Amikdash to make her drink and she might explode and that whole thing. Not explode, but she might die, whatever, however that is. And then the guy dies. There's no yibam. You just do help. Because the Torah doesn't want this relationship to continue. The whole point of Yibam is to continue that marriage. That marriage was... So maybe, maybe but it, but it, so therefore you do Chalitza. No, so then you do Chalitza. No, you don't do Saita anymore. You can't make her drink. But if you don't do that, then you're basically saying she's guilty. No, she does Chalitza. She does Chalitza. All of Saita is a suffix. No, no, all of Saita is a suffix. Right? That's the definition of a Saita. We don't know. And therefore, we're not going to have her do Yibam. Because she might be guilty. But we're also not going to have her just walk away because she might be innocent. So what do you do? Chalitza. Okay, that, that's a saita. That, that's, that's, a, that's the first Mishnah. That's like the second Mishnah in saita. That, that's not for now. Rav added the following. Rav said, not only does a saita not do yivam, the co-wife of a saita also doesn't do yivam. That's Rav Shita. So if there's two wives... Huh? That's Rav Shita, again, he's basing on Drushes, that he held that not only does Saita exempt from Yibam, the co-wife also doesn't do Yibam. They do Chalitza only. So the point is, our Mishnah is not like Rav, meaning our Mishnah says 15, meaning, not like you, Rav, it's 15, just 15, and not the 16th case of Rav. That's the added, that's the first extra words in the Mishnah, in the beginning, are excluding Rav, and the extra words at the end are excluding Ravasi. What's Ravasi's case? Ravasi's case is Tsaras Islandis. An islandess is a woman who, let's say, um, also another case, let's say a guy uh, has a wife, and he dies, and she's supposed to do Yibam, and then before the Yibam they find out she's an islandess. So her whole marriage was, was really um, not a real marriage. It, it, it was a mekachtos. So you don't do Yibam on this woman. First I'm, also, I'm sorry, what does that mean? An islandess is a woman who's medically uh, unable to have children, and there's other issues. It's not just that she can't have children. There's oh, yeah, other, she's underdeveloped, she doesn't have, according to some, she doesn't have a uterus. It, it's, it's more... It's more complex than that. So the point is, she doesn't she she doesn't do yibum. Rav Asi Shita is not only does she not do yibum, her co-wives also don't do yibum. Again, the Gemara will explain why in Dafiyadal. So the point is, our Mishnah is not like that. Our Mishnah lists these fifteen women elu these, not you Rav Asi, meaning not your added case. Now the Gemara is going to ask in a moment how Rav and Rav Asi could really argue on a Mishnah because they were Amarayim. Fine, but that, that's 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 what the so therefore the the fifteen cases in the Mishnah that exempt the co-wives are not like Rav and not like Rav Asi because the Dafka fifteen. These 15, not like Rav, who says the co-wife of Sota, not like Ravasi, who says the co-wife of an islandess. Okay? So, 
Yeah. Yeah. Why not the Kamesh Kabbalah? Well, so, well, I, I mean, no, because it could be that if it was just Kamesh Esrei, but without the Elu, they would find another, like, hint to it from the Mishnah. The point is, the, the one exempts one, and one exempts the other. One, one, I, I hear your Kasha. It's a good point. Yeah, it, it could be the truth is, oh, Rashi, that's Tysus Kasha. Top Tysus. Okay. Okay, so Tyson is going to say, based on later, the Gemara, you could get out of it from the 15th. The 15th. Okay, fine. It's a good kasha, though. So the Gemara says, okay, and Ravav Ravasi Mitemai. So how does Rav and Ravasi learn our Mishnah? Because we're learning the Mishnah not like Rav and Ravasi. So how do they learn the Mishnah? They're not going to learn the Mishnah not like themselves, right? So we're back to the original question, which is you have two exclusions. You have the exclusion of the beginning, exclusion of the end. So we used it to exclude Rav and to exclude Ravasi. Well, what do they do with it? They're not going to learn a Mishnah to exclude themselves. They obviously have a way of understanding the Mishnah that works with them. Not Rav and Ravasi, to exclude Rav and Ravasi, to disagree with Rav and Ravasi. So the question is, how do Rav and Ravasi learn the Mishnah? They're not going to learn a Mishnah to disagree with themselves. They obviously feel... It says over here 15. So according to Rav, it excludes... No, Rav, Rav feels that the Sota's Tzara, the Kohef of a Sota, does not do Yivam. Correct. So, he, so we're learning the Mishnah. It's 15, not like you, Rav. Only these 15, not the 16th like Rav. So how does Rav learn the Mishnah? Rav's not going to learn a Mishnah not like him. He obviously feels that the Mishnah is not addressing his case. We're saying that the Mishnah is addressing his case and disagreeing with him. How is he going to understand the Mishnah? He's not going to learn a Mishnah disagreeing with himself. He obviously uses this drasha for something else. And it's not addressing his case, right? He's not going to say that the Mishnah is disagreeing with me. You can't argue with the Mishnah. So he's going to say that the Chamesh Esther is for something else. Not Sota, not Islandess, whatever. It's obviously not, it's, it's, a, it's a side drasha. So the Gemara says... Um, now, if Rav and Ravasi agree with each other, so then, meaning if they agree with each other, that means that we need now two, right? You got two drushes. One not like Rav, one not like Ravasi. So we say, well, what do Rav and Ravasi do? They, they have to use the drush for something else. So if they agree with each other, now they need both. Meaning if Rav doesn't hold like Ravasi, then he could stick with the last one being not like Ravasi, right? Then he only needs one, right? You have two. One's not like Rav, one's not like Ravasi. So he says, so how does Rav and Ravasi understand the Mishnah? Well, if they, if they agree with each other, if they hold of each other, then they have to find two drushes. If they disagree with each other, meaning if Rav holds Ravasi's wrong, then he could be like, well, the last thing I'll keep like you. The last end of the Mishnah is not like Ravasi. Like, Rav can say that because he doesn't hold like Ravasi. So if Rav and Ravasi agree with each other, so you need two drushes. So we said, one is to exclude the Koif of Asota, one is to exclude the Koif of an Islandess. Not like Rav and Ravasi. So what does Rav and Ravasi do? So they say, it's Chad Tsaris Mamanes and Chad Tsaris Master Grushase. Again, why this Gemara will explain in Dafyad Beis. I will tell you the case. I'm not going to go into why. It's Drushes of the Rabban. It's, it's Chazal's concerns. Let's go with the Master Grushase case. Master Grushase, if a man divorces a woman and then she marries someone else in between, he cannot remarry her. Okay, that's called Master Grushase. Not if she lived with someone. By the way, it's a big misconception. She could live with other. She can't live with other people. But if, if she lived with other people, they can still get remarried. It's if she if she married someone else. So let's say a man married. He remarried the woman in sin. He was not supposed to do this. He got a rabbi to sign off on it. He did an iser, and then he dies. Do you do a yibum for that? Of course not, because that's a marriage that the Torah doesn't want. Why would we want to extend that marriage? Marriage is chal. It is chal because it's only a losase. 
Kedushin is tofis on Alosa. So yeah, the, the marriage does work, meaning that she's a married woman, uh, because it's not kares, according to many Tanoim. But it's not the type of marriage that we would want, so we're not going to have Yibam extended. The Gemara says in Dafyud Bey is not only do you not do Yibam with her, you don't do Yibam with the co-wife either. That's one case. That's called Tsaras Masagrushasai. And Tsaras Mima'enes, Mima'enes is if you have a girl that, again, we had this yesterday, she was married off by her mom or brother. I'm sorry? Oh. I have a question when you're done. Yeah, yeah. She was married off by her mom or her brother, and she's under the age of 12. Whew. I have to start moving a little bit. Um, she's under the age of... Maybe, uh, can we save the question afterwards, okay. if yeah, you don't mind? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll stay on for you. Um, she's under the age of 12, so she, uh, uh, the marriage is Durabonon. She can have the ability to annul the marriage. It's called Mian. So the case is, if she's... Let's say she... There's two women. There's two wives. One's a, an adult woman. One's an 11-year-old. And then the husband dies. And then they turn to the eleven-year-old and like, "Would you like to do Yibam?" And she's like, "No, nah, I want the whole thing out. I'm, I'm me, and I'm going to annul the whole thing." So she's allowed to do that. Forget about. There's no arayas. She's just not interested. The Gemara holds in Dafya Bay's. Not only does she not do Yibam because she, she annulled her marriage, her co-wife also doesn't do Yibam. Why? It's a gezera because the case of Bita, whatever. It's not for now. Point is, that's the two cases that the mission is excluding. That the Mishnah says, no, Dafka, these women exempt their co-wives, but not the Machzegrushaso and not the Mamanas, that they, they disagree with those drushes. Okay, fine. The Gemara continues. Rav and Ravasi listeninu. The Gemara just says a kasha, which is, let, let's say Rav, I'm sorry? So the answer is, one is to exclude Masa Grushaso, and one, the, the, the co-wife of... Uh, uh, no, so th- th- this is what would Rav and Rav Asi say. I mean, this is how Rav and Rav Asi would understand. These two cases do exist. Yeah. What does our Mishnah? No, no, our Mishnah actually probably holds that they do uh, that they that they uh, they do exempt it, and they're not listening to the Mishnah for other reasons. I Meaning, this is Rav and Rav Asi's understanding. What our Mishnah would say, uh, I'm not sure, but the point is. So going back to here, so according to Rav and Rav Asi, the, here's a question. Rav obviously felt he was right. Forget about everything we said. Rav's case is that if you have a sota, not only does a sota not do yibum, her co-wife also doesn't do yibum. Rav obviously feels he's right. He wouldn't say anything if he didn't feel he's right. So why is he not listening to the Mishnah? So we took it as, oh, you see, you're wrong. But how does he understand the Mishnah? He, so why is he not listening to the Mishnah? Meaning, you ask Rav himself, just like in a private room, say, Rav, do you think the co-wife of a sota does yibum? No. So why is he not listening to the Mishnah? So we took that as a source. Oh, you see, the Mishnah doesn't hold of you. But, 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 so why, how does, what is, why would Rab say? Why is it not listed in the Mishnah? The answer is, I, I can't go into it right now. The answer is, if you remember in the Mishnah, there was a case of a co-wife, and then there was a co-wife's co-wife. That does not apply by the wife of Esoda. Because no brother is... The case of a Tzara Tzara is where the women didn't marry the brother who's in Erva, the co-wife married the other brother, and then that brother died, and then they went back. That won't apply by the wife of a, let's say, the wife of a sota, because that would all brothers are out. I mean, it can never get to tsaras tsara. So therefore, because it doesn't work by tsaras tsara, it just technically doesn't fit in the Mishnah. Okay, the rest of the dafya actually take about ten minutes. It's, it's super easy. The Gemara says like this. Um, fine. Minani mili. Where is the source for all of this? I referenced this in the beginning of the daf today. What's the source that you don't do yibum when there is by your daughter? All of this, this whole Mishnah. Where does it come from? 
doesn't say in the Torah, right? You have a daughter, falls to you to the you don't do Yivam, not only do you, you don't do the co-wife, and the co-wife's car. Where does it all come from? It doesn't say in the Torah. Where does it say in the Torah? Lotasa Yivam Bebito. Where is the source in the Torah? So I said, it's learned that from your wife's sister. The Gemara now here. Where's the drasha? The Gemara says, Minonim, how do I know that you don't do Yivam when the woman is also? In addition to being your sister-in-law, she's also something else. The Tanarabonim. The Pasuk says, You shall not marry two, what? Two, two sisters. Meaning, you can't marry your wife and your wife's sister. The Pasuk says, Litzrar, because it'll cause tsaris, Aleha, onto you. Those words are extra. It could just say, What's Aleha? You want to know why it says Aleha? Because the Pasuk says, So the Pasuk is hinting, it says Aleha by Yibam, and it's saying over here, Aleha, don't marry this woman. Meaning, even when it's Aleha, even when it's Yibam, don't marry your wife's sister. So this is the source in the Torah that you don't do Yibam, uh, just a few minutes, sorry, welcome back. So this is the source that you don't do Yibam, not only when it's, not only when it's, um, uh, you don't do Yibam when it's your wife's sister as well. Because it says, by the Isser of your wife's sister, it says Aleha, which is an allusion, which is a hint to the Lashon of Aleha by Yibam, and it's saying, right, Yavama Yavo Aleha, and it's saying, even when it's Aleha, even by Yibam, don't do it. That's the source. You don't do Yibam when it's your wife's sister. Meaning, because it's your sister-in-law plus your wife's sister, you don't do Yibam. That's important, because it says Aleha by the Isser of Arias, and it says Aleha by Yibam, so just by, so it's saying that even by Aleha, even by Aleha equals Yibam, even by Yibam, don't marry this woman. Okay? The Gemara says, I only know that you're not allowed to marry that woman. How do I know you're not allowed to marry her co-wife? That's what the actual word Tzorar is a lotion of Tzara, co-wife. How do I know that you're not allowed to marry her co-wife's co-wife? The extra resh. It could have said Lotzur, but it says Litzorar, the extra resh tells you uh, co-wife's co-wife. So the source that you don't marry these women, you don't do Yibam when they're also in Erva, it's learned that from the wife's sister. Now, how does that apply to a daughter? How do you know that it applies to daughter-in-law, mother-in-law, aunt? I only know that this halacha applies to your wife's sister, which is one Erva, the other 14, Minayan, Shairayas Minayan. The answer is Amrit, we learn out from your wife's sister. Just like your wife's sister is an Erva, She's a relationship that's not allowed, and it's a takaris type of relationship that also has a chatas of done by accident. Vasur liyabim, and you don't do yibam. Afkol shi'er v'v'chayvaz done nekarish because the chatas is liyabim. So too, you learn out that applies to all arayis. Ain liyalehein sarasai minayin. How do I know that the uh, not only do you not do yibam on your daughter because that, that's learned out from your wife's sister, but you also don't do yibam on your on your daughter's co-wife, the tsara of your daughter. Again, the answer is it's learned that from your wife's sister. Again, wife's sister has a source that you're not allowed to deal with her. You're not allowed to deal with her co-wife or co-wife's co-wife. So he said, other Arias, the answer is learned that from your wife's sister. Okay, the Gemara speaks it out. Um, it's learned that from your wife's sister. Just like your wife's sister, it's an erva that's a kares and a chatas. And you don't do Yibam on her or her co-wife. So to all Arayas, apply not only to that woman, but her co-wife as well. One more step. Now the Gemara just says one thing. I, I, this is the end of it. What's the only time you're allowed to marry your daughter's co-wife? As I said before, she's married to John. when she's married to John. Right? It's only a problem by Yibam. If there's no Yibam, right, if they're married to John, married to a dude, it's fine. How do I know that? 
So the Gemara says, Yochel Shani Marbe Afshesh Esri Arayis Me'elu Shiyutzerisim Masurais. I might think you should include the following six Arayis, which is in the Mishnah and Daf Yud Gimel. The Mishnah and Daf Yud Gimel says that there are six Arayis. Here, it's Daf Yud Gimel. The Mishnah says, Shesh Arayis Chamurus Me'elu, that there are six Arayis that you can marry the co-wife. Why? Because it will never be a case of evil. Meaning, the John case. How do I know that that's mutter? Meaning, you might think that if we're asserting co-wives, we should assert co-wives in all situations, not just in Yibam, but always. The Gemara says, you wanna why? It's learned that from your wife's sister. Those six women, the reason why it's mutter is because it'll never be a case of Yibam. You know what's an example of that? Your mother. Your mother will never be a case of evil. Why? Because your mother can never marry your brother. Even if it's a half-brother, it can never happen. It, it, it never, the whole case of the Mishnah is that the erva falls to you, right? Your daughter. Because mm-hmm. the daughter, she's your daughter, but she can marry your brother because that's your brother's niece. That's fine. Why is the Mishnah not listing mother? It'll never happen. Mm-hmm. Because your mother can never marry your brother. Right. It'll never happen. Meaning, so you are allowed to marry your mother's co-wife because your mother's co-wife, it'll never be a case of Yibam. Because it, it, it can't be a case of Yibam. It's no, it's, so therefore, the mission is, we learn that from the wife's sister. It's only a problem to have a co-wife by the wife's sister because it's a case of Yibam. But it won't apply to other cases, like the case of the six women, because it can never be a case of Yibam. There's no such thing as Yibam in those cases, because they can never marry your brother. So then it's just Tom. It's just a co-wife. Co-wife's fine. The case of John. John is fine. That, that's the point. So the Gemara says, uh, we'll end with this. Uh, this source that you're not allowed to marry, the, let's say, your daughter when she's a, a Yibam, right? You don't do Yibam on a daughter. So we're learning that from wife's sister. Now that's Azhara. That's a warning. How do I know you'll be punished if you do, right? Everything in the Torah, you need the warning and you need the punishment. So that's the warning. How do I know you'll be punished as well? All of this, meaning all of these relationships, you'll be punished. And that includes the case of uh, these women. Now, I'll just end with the kasha and we'll end with this, okay? The kasha is, time the We're about to enter the world of Asei Docholosase, and that is like this. Here's the kasha. Why do you need a Pasuk for? Why, why, why do you need a Pasuk? If not for this Pasuk, if, forget about, let's say this Pasuk didn't exist. If your daughter fell to you, not to you, I was saying, if your daughter Felt, I'm going to have to say you a lot. I'm not looking at anybody yeah, specific. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to be that from. If your daughter fell to you, yeah? If your daughter fell to you, you don't do Yibam. Why? Because the Pasuk. Let's say there was no Pasuk. You would do Yibam. She's yeah, a daughter. Yeah, but you say, oh, say Mitzvah Asay is Docha. Mitzvah Asay is not Docha. Alosa Asay. First of all, Sheesh Bekare. It's Alosa Asay. That yeah. will do with tomorrow. It's like, what do you need a Pasuk for? Why would you even think you'd do it? The mitzvah say. A mitzvah say is not always dochalos say because we're gonna have to find the source for mitzvah say dochalos say and see how it doesn't necessarily apply in this case. All right, stop here. Ooh. Okay. Recording stopped.